Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 13, titled Reunion. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined, as always, by some co-host from the podcast... <laughs> From the podcast, <laughs> Pod is my co-pilot. Please give a warm welcome to Taylor the Latte Boy. I couldn't think. You know what? The one thing I didn't think about Taylor was a new name for you. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. I've just resigned myself to the fact that I will be Taylor the Latte Boy. Well, I also think, like you know, often when I am writing down when I'm you know when I'm doing the the info part for the podcast, you know, when we post it. And mm-hmm. I put I put your fake name on there, and I'm always like, Ugh, poor Taylor, La- <laughs> <laughs> poor Taylor the Latte Boy. When this show is giant and successful, no one will know his name because we never use his real name. But that's okay. That's okay. It'll it will allow me to wander through society and not be accosted by our thousands upon thousands of fans ripping at me and clawing at me and wanting more, more, more all the time. Now, let me ask you this. This is a question that just popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, is when you, at what point, how successful would the show have to be for you to, I'm going to ask you several questions here, for you to A, leave your job? Now, assuming that the money, let's say the money can pay you what you can pay to your job. But maybe okay. there's other, but maybe you enjoy doing what you do. So, like, in other words, what, what would it take for you to actually, like, okay, I'm going to quit being a therapist and I'm going to be, uh, a full-time podcaster. Well, Joe, as long as I'm friends with you, I'm always going to be a therapist. <laughs> that is true. You guys don't even know how much uh, offline therapy he gives me. He'd give me it some the other day. Be true. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I would say, I mean, I'd have to, I don't know. I mean, the, the problem with doing a show like this is in my current job, my job could go on forever. At some point, RuPaul is going to say, I'm tired of making money, you know, <laughs> printing my own money. And I don't want to do the show anymore. And then where does that leave us? Well, hopefully by that point, we've diversified. As we all know, I plan on doing immediately. But let me ask you this question. But let's say it does get big enough where you do have to quit. And then, okay, well, what would come first? What would come first? Let's say, for instance, it just gets to a point where you have to move to Los Angeles. You know, would you move to Los Angeles and just get a therapy job out here? Or would you have to quit your whole career first before you move to Los Angeles? If the show got big, okay. If the show got big enough to where I would move to Los Angeles, would I become a therapist out there? Uh, Which means you would leave Taffy. I have no interest in moving to Los Angeles. But what would it take for the? How big would the show? I know you have no interest, but what would it take for the show to get how big for you? Like, I we got to move. The show or would, would, or would have you to quit? Be, would I quit therapy? Doing a no, therapist? No, the show. Would you just? So be if like, it's a situation where they where you offered me a set or World of Wonder or RuPaul herself offered a set amount of money for me to come out and be a co-host on a Drag Race recap show, mm-hmm. what would it take? Yeah, if they came to us and they said, "Listen, we want you to be the official." VH1 recap show for Ru- for RuPaul's Drag Race, but you have to do it out of our studios here in Los Angeles. Okay, well, th- is that a situation, though, where I could potentially move there for, a- for the months that the show is on? Yeah, 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 you could do that. Where we could be roomies. <laughs> the dead silence. <laughs> 
<laughs> Suddenly, this idea doesn't seem so great to Joe. <laughs> One week they'd be like, "Joe, where's Taylor?" I'm like, "Who?" <laughs> They're like, "Taylor, your co-host." Uh... I'm not familiar. <laughs> And then, like, when then we find out that you're buried in the backyard, or vice versa. By the way, you could kill me, and I'm buried. There. Oh yeah, I, th- I think I think column B is probably the way that would go. I'd probably kill you before you'd kill me. Yeah, probably. Okay. So, guys, get this: you are going to hear our thoughts on the reunion. But Taylor and I planned something very special for you guys. There is another podcast called The Rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race. It stars. Uh, two wonderful Chicano hosts named uh, Eric and Anthony. And they have their own RuPaul's Drag Race uh, show. Where They have their own show where they talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. And they had emailed us. They just emailed us something nice. And I was like, hey, I'd already had this idea bubbling in my head. And I said, hey, would you guys be interested in this? And so they're kind enough. So here's what they did. They did a recap show of RuPaul's Drag Race recap for us. And the episode they did was Season 9, Episode 0, Meet the Queens. So what I would recommend, I don't know if Taylor agrees, I would say stop the podcast right here. Or, no, before you hear this part, go and back and listen to Season 9, Episode 0, Meet the Queens. Wouldn't you agree with that, Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree with that. So, because what they're going to do is they are going to meet the queens where Taylor Taylor and I give our predictions about how people will fare, what we think of the queens, who's going to be in the top three. Spoiler alert, we weren't right on a lot of them. (laughs) Spoiler alert, we were so wrong on so many of them. Yes. And so uh, Eric and Anthony are kindly and wonderfully, they're going to recap our episode of season nine, episode zero, Meet the Queens. In fact, why don't we just start that right now? Hey guys, Taylor and I are going to talk about the reunion, but we're going to talk about the reunion after you listen to this episode about the recap of Meet the Queens. After the Drag Race recap, recap, rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race, doing recap, recap, Drag Race, (laughs) stick around and Taylor and I are going to do um, a brief review of the reunion from last night. Okay, so stick around for that. So you're going to get, uh, we're going to, Taylor and I are coming back after that. All right, Taylor, do you agree with that? Yes, I agree with that. I'm sure I'm glad, I'm glad I had Taylor continue recording after we finish so he can <laughs> he could say that. All right, guys, so we'll talk to you after this very special uh, episode. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, Queens. Welcome to a special edition of The Rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm Anthony. And I'm Eric. And we're here to read Joe and Taylor to Phil. <laughs> don't change the channel. No, don't turn off your podcast. You do not have the wrong podcast. We have something special for you this week. Or rather, Joe and Taylor have planned something very special for you this week. We are going to read these queens and all the other queens from season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. So we should call this the rundown of the RuPaul's Drag Race recap. 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 Recap, recap, recap. I feel like I have been working my entire life for this moment right now. Mm -hmm. I deserve it. Yes. This is my moment. (laughs) Are you ready? Fuera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Joe and Taylor invited us to recap their recap show. What was your thought about that? Were you excited? Because I love Joe and Taylor's show. I was gagging. Ah! Yes. Yeah, I was gagging. We've been listening to – I listened to the show because of you. You told me about it, what, three years ago maybe? Two years ago? 
Possibly. It was a while back. Probably, yeah, probably like two years ago because I think you and I moved in about – I came here three years ago to Austin because okay. we are coming from you to Austin, Texas. So I moved here in 2014. So we're now in 2017. Yes. So yeah. I want to say they were even sort of like an inspiration to do it. Like listening to them, it got me more excited to do our own podcast. Most definitely on that it could be done well because there well. are many podcasts out there that I was introduced to or came across that I didn't think – like the quality wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Be it the content, the speakers, or the sound. I think audio for me, um, it, it, it counts for a lot. For a podcast, if you have bad audio, then I I can't listen to you no matter if it's Whitney Houston, Back from the Dead, singing I Will Always Love You. I'm like, bitch, bye. <laughs> like, no. Um, yeah, so – I'm lying. I'd probably listen to that. <laughs> I mean, yes, that would be a moment. Top Notch, it's a great podcast and I'm so excited to – read them okay let's get into the show so what yeah. happens is uh what we're going to do today is recap the meet the queens um episode for you guys mm-hmm. so what we're basically going to do is kind of give you what they said and what they now say and also our input about the queens because we also had i know you had I was com- wrong you were completely wrong right <laughs> yes i own the most for the most part was correct because i'm just oh, intuitive and amazing and gorgeous very S- much like so y'all probably don't know Eric, and that's your small introduction to Eric. <laughs> In a nutshell. Right? <laughs> All right, so let's get into it, guys. So what happens is at uh, the start of the show, there is a rap. There is a rap. Joe busts out his Nicki Minaj skills. Mm-hmm. What did you think? It was great. It was the the one the song that from All Stars from Roxy Andrews. Girl, it was the Roxy Andrews part. <laughs> they should take out Roxy Andrews part and put Joe's part in. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> he like he spilled all the tea in this in this rap. And I was at first I didn't catch. I had to go and re- pay close attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um. So after I did that, I was like, dang, he's a good like. Well, mind you, do you know that Joe writes all the scripts to the. Um, show right, yes. and he also does some jokes for other people. Like he said, he's mentioned he's done them for some of the roasting, mm-hmm. or he's he sent off some jokes, but I don't think they got used. So he's very talented in that part. So I didn't know what to expect from his rap, but I was very pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah, it was a great start to the show, and sort of like a little introduction to the fact that Daniel's not there anymore, and they'd also lost uh, Donna Sugars. I forgot how they mentioned it because I couldn't think about anything, but. They have the Destiny's Child uh-huh. of podcasting. Yeah. And they had their own way of mentioning it. But I was like, bitch, you done lost two mm-hmm. co-hosts. And I, and then there was a part I'm going to totally fast forward to. There's a moment where they mention, which we'll get into way down the road, how they say if Trinity is anywhere in the top, they're going to quit the show. And I was like, sashay away. You've been replaced. You've been replaced. <laughs> Fuera. Fuera. That's my new word. I love that. We Fuera. got like from whenever Valentina so said it. So we're huge Valentina fans. Eric and I. Huge fans. Yes. It was a juicy season. Have you liked the season so far? I thought the challenges weren't always maybe there. Some of the talent wasn't always there. But there was some gag-worthy moments. Yeah, let's go sure. ahead and get the show started. We'll mention those throughout. Okay. Uh, so after so, no, the so rap comes, gone. yeah, um, they announced that Daniel will no longer be joining the season, the podcast. I like Daniel. I've always liked Daniel. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like how dismissive he was a lot with his anyways, and he had a little, like, his little fits to the shows. But for the most part, I liked 
his thoughts on the queens, they more aligned with what I thought, which I hadn't really heard other people say. Because you and I have completely opposite opinions of the show. Mm -hmm. So when I heard Daniel had similar ideas of what I thought of the show, I was hooked. From previous seasons. Yes, but it was like a love-hate relationship, very much like my James Mansfield relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Because he's very annoying on the show. So they announced that he is. I'm sorry. What, but I dealt the with it. The library is open. <laughs> right. So they basically announced that um, Taylor and Daniel had a fight. Who knows what they fought about. I thought that was a joke. Was it? I think it was a like, tongue-in-cheek joke. Yeah, that was totally a joke. I took it as... No, it was totally tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I, I guess we'll Taylor never know. That means we'll never know. Yeah, but so he ends up leaving because apparently... Well, on the show, they said that he had gotten into a fight, so he leaves the show, and it's only Taylor and Joe running the show. Mm-hmm. And they're going to bring in a few hosts, or they're going to bring a host for each episode, but I don't think they got one for each. I think there was like two or three episodes that didn't get a host. What was your thought about the season without Daniel? Did you feel a kind of loss of the show? Was there a certain quality that was gone? No. Joe and Taylor created very well, and I like the idea of having rotating guests panelists or guest podcasters on the on the show uh, i like that idea it brings fresh new blood every week it it one of the things we loved and we had a, a person come on on our podcast as well is you get this fresh blood you get this fresh perspective on queens um i think i remember one week i was telling you i was watching the show with my roommate my new roommate and i thought the lip sync i thought one of them it was i forgot what week it was but one of the lip syncs was not very good in my opinion i think it was an aja week but then my roommate was like damn that queen is fucking like dr- like rocking the house like the house down boost you know and, <laughs> and i was like oh I, fr- I forget sometimes that i'm a bit jaded or that i've seen a lot of drag so to someone else it was very entertaining so i think that was really great for their podcast it, it breathed new life into it and having those different opinions um i think is really good for the show I agree. I did get introduced to a few people who I actually really enjoyed listening to and did follow on Instagram, have checked out what they do on their own. Mm-hmm. And so I really like that introduction of this talent as well, you know. So we want to go through the list of people they kind of went through. Sure. Yeah. Just, oh, oh real quick. I also those. thought the same thing as you did is I thought that Taylor and Joe held the entire season really well. I oh, loved yeah. it. Didn't feel a loss of Daniel. And I also liked all these people that came in to help with the show. So we had um, Mike Lawson. He was in episode one. We had the handsome and sexy Jay Ellis. Do you know who that <laughs> one was? He's the guy from After Buzz. I'm looking it up right now on my phone. Girl. Did you talk about this? Put it on pause. I to, <laughs> put it on pause. Put it on pause real quick. <laughs> so he is from After Buzz TV. He does a recap of the RuPaul's Drag Race as well. And then after him, Larry Flick from Entertainment Weekly. And I kind of want, and I'm not going to go through the entire, his entire title because every time Joe does it, it gets on my nerves. I'm like, Joe, stop at two. You're doing it too much. Um, and he uh, was on episode three, and then on four and six, I believe it was Rodan, or I could be mistaken. That is Taylor's co-host from Pod is My Co-Pilot. And also on seven, we had Claudia Harris. I'm not quite sure how to say her middle name, so I'm just going to say Claudia Harris. Oh, my God. Jay Ellis is a fucking oh, girl. Oh, my God. You better God. follow. He... Okay, we do need to pause this podcast real, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> and also, like, he not only is very handsome, but he had some good input to offer the show, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we had on episode 10, which was Joey. But how do you say his last name? I can't remember how they say his name. 
I can, however, remember how he made me feel in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into that later. But also, we had Luke Miller for Podcast 11. And I think the other ones that weren't mentioned, it was just Taylor and Joe, right? So is there any one of these that stuck out to you that you like? So we're going to toot and boot the, the guests? Oh, let's toot and boot it! Let's toot and boot the guests, right? Yeah, because right. Joe and Taylor toot and boot on their show. They do. So let's toot and boot the guests. All right. Can we... Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, no. Okay, no. it's juicy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, so we're going to read them down. So let's do it. We're going to read them yes. down. So... First, Joe Batanz. Toots all around. Ah, you weren't expecting that, Toots were all you? around. <laughs> I love his voice. Toots. I love his voice. He has such a great voice. Yeah, it is so good. Voice. Yes. Yeah. What about Taylor? Toots. 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 Think about Toots. It. Yeah. I did notice um, on this season that he's been putting a lot of his professional advice into mm-hmm. the shows. And yes. I also appreciated that throughout the season. I think they had mentioned it, that they wanted his... The listeners, you guys wanted to hear more of that, and so they gave you that, and we appreciate that as well. Yeah. For the um, and so after those two, we had Mike Lawson. Mm-hmm. Toots, toot, yeah. yeah. I sure. can't really, I don't really remember too much of um, Mike Lawson. I don't remember anything bad about Mike Lawson. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's plus, right? What about Jay Ellis? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> shoots, <laughs> shoots. I'm gonna get out of Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> No, that is not a reserved toot. That is a both <laughs> no, reserved. Two with reservations. Oh, yeah. Two with reservations. That is not a two res- reservations. That is a legit yeah. shoot. Do we have like a horn? We need like a bah, 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 like a horn. Like. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we had next. We sound like little girls, like giggling. <laughs> I'm a thirsty bitch. I can't help okay. it. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So we have Larry Flick. He is from Sirius Radio. Mm-hmm. I think. Joe um, comes on the show to give um, his own input as a guest host for their recap show. Yes. Um, what did you think about Larry Flick? Toot. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I well spoken. You can tell I think he one has of my favorites. Actually, the whole just his like the way he spoke, and I remember listening to that when it came out um, at work, and uh, I was just so into the podcast, into the, like just the dynamic the three of them had together. I remember that one distracting me while I was at work. I thought that was a really good one. Yeah, he was a great host. I love when he comes on the show. Hopefully he comes in more often. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see him there the entire season as a permanent host. I feel like – not that he takes away from Joe and Taylor, but he tends to be more of a grown-up among, amongst the show. And um, Joe and Taylor already played that role. I like to have like a younger vibe like Jay Ellis or Claudia or some of these other um, folks that they've been introducing to the show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of Daniel or Dana Sh- Donna Sugar has added into the show. You know, mm-hmm. They balanced each other out very well. Yeah, a playfulness. All right, so what about Rodan? Rodan. That is the co-host. To yeah, co- okay. my my that's a definite yeah. plus. I like yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Toot. toot. And Claudia Harris. I'll give that one a two with reservation. I was going to say the same yeah, thing. two with reservation. I did disagree with her at times. Um, I did appreciate her feedback in the fashion part. But whenever she said that she thought Aja won the lip sync, I was like, girl, bah. What lip sync was that again? With Aja and I think it was Aja Nina Bonina. Oh, the Nina. No, those Nina's titties won that lip sync. Sorry. Hands down. <laughs> yeah. So – and she was also very, um, very like subdued as well. Didn't really have a lot of excitement. Um she wasn't bad, but a two, like we said, two res- res- yeah. with reservation. That's a, like a tongue twister for me. Yeah. Right? Okay, and then we have Joey Bohecker. I think that's how you say his last name. I'm not trying to jack this last name up on purpose. I'm not being catty. We're Mexican. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's not our vocabulary. It's, per- it's uh, B-U-C-H-E-K-E-R. Okay. 
I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I I should have paid attention to the episode a little bit more. What did you think about him? Uh, this one, two with reservation or boot. I don't know. It's either a two to reservation or a boot, depending on my mood. Right. I mean, I. Are you asking me to answer for you? If you want me to answer, I'm going to say a definite boot. Okay. I thought he was on the almost on the verge of hostile. Uh, was very like catty, but he also is a drag queen himself. He He's is doing, so. I get it, but he I, also is a host of his I, own show. But that's why I said sort of two reservation because we've also we've gotten some flack on our show for being too hard on these queens. So I totally understand where whether that comes from. I totally get the frustration of this season because I do think this season was very frustrating because a lot of these queens, you can see that they're, they they have great personalities. Some of them are really like they could really do a lot, but. They're just lacking in some departments. Some of them don't even have like the the. I don't know. Like, does that make sense? It's well, just, let me butt in real quick okay. because I don't have an issue of what he said. Just mainly, sometimes he repeated himself a, uh, a few times. It's more on how he acted on the show towards the host, Joe and Taylor. That's not what I. That's not what I appreciated. I thought it was funny. I thought they have. You can tell they have a good repertoire. The three of them. Maybe I thought you can feel a little a little bit of like a little bit of frustration or kind of they were kind of over it on how he. Was very impatient. He would butt in. He would like kind of. He was like he running the show. He did right, and I, apparently we felt strongly about it because we're still talking about it, mm-hmm. right? Very much how we kept talking about James Mansfield during our episode, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give that a definite boot. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll go to the next one. Luke Miller. Two. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's I think, go. Yeah. Yeah. Great season overall. Congrats, guys. That was a really great season. Well, it's not over yet. We still got another episode. No, I know, bro. but that's like, you know, what's been recorded and yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do want to give um, a shout out to Joe for being great at responding to emails. I think um, they do a great – they run their show like professionally. They do a great job. So, guys, um, props to you guys for being very tentative on that part. Mm-hmm. Also, you guys go on a lot of tangents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And I will say I love them. I did love the Golden Girls one that they had recently. Oh, my like, God. That's the one about, I didn't like the most. Oh, my God. I was like, can we talk about Golden Girls all day, please? I thought it was fabulous. So the, one of the reasons why I did really love that part is because I felt like they were doing it to get on Joey's nerves. <laughs> they were trying to push it as long as they could. But, uh, yeah, and then they continued to talk about it after he was on. And I was like, I got enough of this in the beginning. So that's the one time where I was like, okay, guys, this, you could have cut this about five minutes short. I just love it. I just love Golden Girls, so... Just <laughs> all right. Maybe you can have a viewing with Joe and Taylor, right? Okay. Okay, so let's get into it, right? Okay, so what happens after they announce Daniel is off the show? Do you remember? Yeah. So the next part that stuck out to me is well, you have that part that you liked <laughs> with about Kristen Stewart, Kirsten, uh, Kristen Stewart, Kirsten. What's her name? The Twilight Girl. Oh no! So they had mentioned that. I think it was, was it, no, it was Joe. Joe's met Kristen a couple of times and he said that she was a, a what did he say? Uh, oh, she had a pooey personality. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm going to start using that for the podcast when I don't want to say bad words. I'm like, you have a pooey personality. That was so funny. But they also mentioned that Chris, no, Robert what, looked dirty and had skid marks. What Robert do you think about Pattinson. Robert Pattinson? Do you feel the same way? I love that like fresh from the grave look so i'm totally into like that pale uh, death look <laughs> so oh I'm you totally do love in- horror movies and vampires don't you I, i'm just into that fresh great fresh look so 
I dig it. Yeah, and also um, they also mentioned before they went into the the their thoughts of the queens is that their drag names, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Taylor got a drag name from his HIV support group, and I think he said that he was dusting off a, a board. I guess he was writing on it, and they named him Dusty Blackboard. And I was like, what a lame name. Taylor, if you're listening, which I hope you are, get a different name. What Toot or boot that name, Anthony? I don't know. Uh, toot because it came from his people that he's, you know. That he, yeah, that for he's sure. Helping. But I'm, I'm going to keep it real. It's a boot. I was trying to come up with new drag names for him, but I couldn't because I had very little time to prepare for this episode. But I would, when I come up with one, I will send it to them. But let's do that. Let's make it. Let's make it like an effort to come up with a good drag name for him. I wanted to do like a play on his job, a play how he is like the surviving host. So like the, on, I was looking up synonyms for the word survivor mm-hmm. and um, something like that, right? Okay. But before we move on, I wanted to know what your drag name was going to be. Mine? I've actually had mine for a very long time. Really? Yes. Do you plan on being a drag queen? No, I don't know. Maybe. Not really. No. You just keep it in the back pocket just, just in case? It's just there. Yeah. <laughs> it's Nomi Perth. That's my name. I don't Nomi know Perth. Yeah. Interesting. Nomi Is Nomi it because from... you want to go to Australia? No. Nomi from uh, Showgirls. Nomi Malone. Mm-hmm. So that's why Nomi. And then Perth. One day me and my friend, my old friend Val, were really drunk and we're like, we just decided, we were like, because we were talking about how... Gaga has the house of Gaga and we're like let's be the house of Perth I don't know where it came from or why it came from it so she was Kiki Perth and I'm Nomi Perth could you imagine if she was going to say some other P word but she burped she was like (laughs) 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 that's my Nomi Perth I don't know why that's mine so I think I've gone through two and I finally settled on one well so mine at first was Novella comes I'm very dramatic Mm -hmm. and that was given to uh, like as a nickname to me personally as a guy from a friend of mine but I, as I've grown, I've, I've learned that that's no longer my persona. And so I just recently came up with a new one. And I don't think I've even told you this. Mm-hmm. But it's called Lady Fuku. Lady Fuku? Mm-hmm. Two words. Lady. Fuku. Fuku. Mm-hmm. So do you want to know where it comes from? Where? I love Japanese. Mm-hmm. And I just feel it's a beautiful language. And so I was looking up words like loner, dark, black, empty, and trying to find some part of that word that I could use. And I finally typed in the word complicated. And a part of that word was fuku. And I was like, well, what goes with fuku? Because I wanted to be like sorceress. I wanted to be sorceress something, but I couldn't think of something that would go good with sorceress. So I was like, what about miss? And I was like, lady. And I was like, huh. And I wrote it down and I was like, that's it. It's fucking lady fuku. And I looked up the name to make sure no one had it. And it is some obscure character from like, she has like a second part in an anime. She's some kind of daughter to some thingy. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'll, she's not going to get it. It's mine now. Yeah. It's, Bye, when you type in Google, Lady Fuku, it's going to start popping up in my face. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mine. Yeah. All right. So they get into the thoughts of the queens, right? Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. I'm really excited to see initial thoughts and where we are now with these queens. Definitely. So they go in with Aja. Give us the first thought about Aja. So Taylor thinks that she's quote-unquote, vapid, gross, and annoying. <laughs> that bitch. I didn't like her at first either, though. The, the big Aja moment for me wasn't even really about her. It was, you know, uh, did you stone those tights? Like that. <laughs> That's my Aja moment. I was never really a big fan of Aja. She the get-go did, and even more she did. She did give us that iconic quote that I think is one of the best quotes out of the entire series. Mm-hmm. If so not, yeah, it's probably the best quote out of the entire series. Yeah. I will 
argue and debate that. I will fight for it. And yeah, so what were Joe's thoughts about Aja? He, what did he say? He said very like Nomi Smalls. Uh, he mentions how some of these queens come on the show and they're like, I'm a bitch and I'm proud of it and I, I can be a bitch and work it. Drama queen. A drama queen. And we, get, we did get that from her in we that did, one part where she did crack a little bit. But I think I also remember him saying that she thought he was cute as a boy. And mm-hmm. when, I, when you heard that, I heard a chuckle come from you. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, We're so all beautiful, I, but no judgments. Yeah, no, yeah, no body shaming here. But I thought the same as you. I was like, I didn't think he was that attractive. So when I heard Joe say that, I was like, hmm, interesting. But as the show progressed, Anthony, I found him a lot cuter. So midway through his arc and the show i was thinking he was very attractive young man so he grew on me so i get it joe okay he's cute Hmm. i have seen asha do a lot of lip syncs like like uh on youtube and Mm -hmm. stuff she's done she i sent you one she does the it's the um the diva song from the fifth element yes and that second part where the where the the beat kicks in and gets really fast Mm -hmm. she she killed that so let me ask you something. So, so based on all the hype that she got in the beginning of the show, do you think her lip syncing held up in the show? The that when she did uh, holding out for a hero, that was good. Did she did she embody the song really? Not really, but she left her fucking heart on that stage and danced her ass off. So I'll give her that. I think that's definitely one of the better lip syncs this season. Like looking back at the season as a whole. That is one of the better ones. I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'll give my input. I thought that I was disappointed based on what we got from the people on the show and based on how what you told me was like the what Reddit was saying. I was expecting more. I did appreciate what she did, though, because there weren't that many great lip syncs for this season, but she gave us toots with, with, with reservations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So also what we ha- what we did get were um, a few of the f- actual thoughts that we have now after the season from Joe and Taylor. So I only got four, the top four from Taylor, but I think I did get all of them from Joe. And I think for Aja, he says that she wasn't ready for the show. She was young and showed promise. Do you believe oh, that statement? Give her a few, I mean, I already like I said, like I've seen her videos outside of the show. Her lip sync is she's good. Like she can demand a crowd and she needs to work on her makeup skills. What first and foremost. And I think, yeah, I think she has a pretty bright career ahead of her. I think season 10 probably would have been best for her. Right. But she can also be one of those Queens where she's one of the ones that gets kicked off early and you shine like Darian Lake, like a door and they just kind of go do crazy things with their career afterwards. Mm hmm. Do you think she yeah. had the potential to win? Mm, no. Agreed. No. But great personality. And uh, I mean, she gave us that moment that this is. I did love seeing her. TV. She makes good TV. She was one of the few that when she left, you did feel this kind of like loss of personality in the show. Like the same thing happened with Eureka and Valentina, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So who do they go next? Next is Alexis Michelle. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, what did they say? Uh, so Taylor uh, liked her and they didn't like her. Yeah, I think he said it yeah. took him a couple of viewings. Well, he liked her at first and then he didn't, right? The second one, he was like, uh, I don't like her. Joe I, Joe pretty much agreed with that and said also that he felt some of it was contrived. What she was talking about, how the way she held herself. I 
I thought she was okay. So a guess going well, back and listening. Okay, yeah, let's let's hold up. I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you back. Get in my machine, Anthony. Okay. Hop on. Ready? Okay. All right. So back to our season one. What was your thought of Alexis? Apparently, <laughs> no. It's on the podcast. Apparently, the Emmy had kicked in <laughs> when we started recording because my dumbass thought she was going to be well loved by everyone and was going to be a great theater queen. You did. And what do you think now? <laughs> uh, go listen to the podcast. <laughs> do we have time? Am I going to go on a rant right now? So I don't know. I don't know if you ca- caught the last episode that they did, but he mentioned that Alexis Michelle had the least amount of applause, and that when she when she was walking back from the stage on the finale, there was no applause. Oh, okay, I did. I did listen to the part because I didn't want to know anything about the finale. Okay. I didn't listen to the very end because, yeah, he does talk about how he went to the finale. Joe, this is Joe talking yes. about how he went to the finale. And I didn't want to hear any of it because I want to be really surprised yeah, yeah. about what's going on. Yeah. So I didn't get the final thoughts from Taylor, like I said earlier, but I did get them from Joe, right? Joe says – I'm just going to read this from you because I think I should, right? He says, what an awful human being. She is just so extra and not talented enough to compensate. Mm-hmm. He, to the T, nailed it. T. Nailed it, right? Bah, boop, bah. Yeah, I'm done talking about Alexis. I don't yep. want to give her any more time. Next is Charlie Hyde, who I actually don't even want to talk about. <laughs> That's Why? What a fucking idiot. Like, I can't believe she just threw the t- – okay. So Taylor <laughs> – I guess we'll start with, with what Taylor and Joe think. Taylor thinks uh, – he makes a comment about her British accent and how she's going to be a middle-of-the-road contender. Yes. Which I initially thought that as well. Going no, back I and thought you. I think you thought she was going to get pretty far. Yeah, so middle of the road, maybe like top six. And I think you're basing this on her like her career, right? Her on YouTube. her experience, her YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I think if anyone else thought that, then I don't blame you, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think she was going to get very far. She was one of my least favorites, if not my least favorite on the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what did Joe just say about no it? No personality, just <laughs> yeah, not good. Joe. uh he said the same thing. He liked her, um, but uh, she. And then he mentioned that she seemed more genuine than than Aja. He, I, he made that comment. Yep. How Aja and Alexis were sort of contrived on camera and playing up a persona maybe they weren't. And that Charlie was the Charlie Hyde's was I guess would be one of the first contestants that he saw that was just sort of being themselves. Yeah. In front of the camera. Agreed. Yeah. I don't really want to talk about her because she threw the towel on her lip sync. I again. know. Just to, Again, the one of. An iconic moment that will live forever in the season. Iconic or no? I- iconic in the sense that you'll never forget it. You're as in infamous. Inf- okay, there you go. Infamous. But no. Educated. I won't even give her that. No. Sorry. Bye, girl. You you lost Bye, all respect girl. for her, didn't you? Fuera. Yes. All right. All right. Let's get. You know on. how so- I feel about the lip syncs on this damn show. <laughs> and yeah. Okay. All right. So Joe thought. So I'm just gonna read this. I feel like he words his stuff really well. So I'm just going to go with his sentences, right? Fierce looks, but disappointing in ways that are important for the show. Not self-aware enough to realize she's not as amazing as she thinks she is. This Joe, he's so smart, right? Cutthroat. I know. I love it. I like it. it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, honesty is key. To, you know, I love it. All right. So I think we're done with Charlie, right? Please. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Please. Eureka. <laughs> Big O'Hara. tuna. Big tuna. Big tuna. First thoughts, she can paint that face. She's great uh, at her face. So Taylor uh, is intrigued. 
by her initially, and he mentions a ginger minge feel. Yeah, he's worried about Eureka. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am as well because she was very aggressive and intense the first episode. And But like you said, her her makeup was amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And she had a good solid concept, be it Walmart realness. It still worked for who she was, right? <laughs> and so I'm very intrigued about this woman as well. I feel the same way as Taylor, also worried. Yeah, and Joe said, uh, too bad she doesn't go very far. That's what his, those were his comments on... Yeah, he doesn't think she's going to last long. And she did it. (laughs) And that she's also trying too hard, which you also feel in the first episode. Like, girl, bring it back, right? And she didn't. I'm really excited to see her next season, though. I think she's going to come back and be fucking, like a fucking fierce-ass competitor. Do you think so? Well, let's give our opinion right now so that when we look back in this, we'll see who's right. I missed her immediately after she was gone. I missed her from the show. Agreed. Agreed. There's two people that I missed Immediately, that's Eureka and Valentina from the show. Yep. It didn't feel the same after they were gone. And two of the people I was hoping were going to be in the top because they seemed like a very strong contenders for the crown. So, yeah, I'm – how far do you think she's going to go on 10? Very far. Okay. Very far. And she already knows – Top three? The mindset you need to be in when you're on this comp- – when you're on the show, when you're doing the competition. She knows what the workroom's like. She knows what your days are like. She's going to come mentally prepared – Hopefully more prepared than Cynthia Cynthia did. Because <laughs> in all reality, we'll get to her. Actually, we won't. She wasn't on Meet the Queens. We can give our opinion about her. And we'll, do, so we'll do Cynthia now. Okay. Because she's not even on the Meet the Queens. Okay. What's your thought about Cynthia? Your initial thought so when we'll, she comes we'll go back. Into it. So Eureka's going to do what Cynthia didn't do, which is come back smart and prepared to win. There's no reason Cynthia shouldn't have gone far. She knew she, – she knows what she needs. She knows – the mental state she has to be in, because that's a big part of it. You know, these queens they break down because they're they're stuffed in a, a hotel room all day, working hours, hours, hours all day long. They're losing their goddamn minds. So, Cynthia should have come more prepared. I thought she was going to go very far, and I didn't like. I didn't even like her her season, but there's no reason she had the upper hand. Agreed. And she didn't Agreed. Bring it. Agreed. Also, I think part of that might be because they mentioned it with Trinity, um, which we'll go into. But also, I think Cynthia has the same problem where there's a certain taste level that's lacking there. I think she might have found it because when she was on the red carpet, she looked amazing. I did see that look. That this was is for the finale. her best look she's ever had. I think if she would have came with that sense of style with the show, she would have gone a lot farther, right? Because she has some skills. She's not a great lip syncer. She doesn't really know her words all the time, right? But she does – what's the word I'm looking for? She does have the um, – she says a lot like – I think she fights for it, right? She has the determination to work and she works hard, a good work ethic. And so I think with that, with a good sense of style, she could have gone farther. Mm-hmm. She's also gotten really skinny. I saw her a couple of days ago. She was at Oil Can Harry's and she looked like kind of sick. So I'm wondering if she might have got her cancer back again. Or if she's just been on tour and working, that she's just losing weight because of all the exercise. I, mean, I don't know. I hope she's. I hope she's healthy and I hope she's fine. I do too. Um, I. I when I saw her, I got a little worried. Mm-hmm. I hope she is. Doing we do good. love these queens as much shit as we talk. Yeah. We love all these queens. We want all them to be definitely. So, do you think that Eureka is going to make top three next season? Yeah, I would be very happy if she did. Okay, give me a definite answer. How far you think she's going to go? Yes, top three. Okay, I'm going to say top five. 
You, you told me top three yes or no. So I, said, I, I would say probably like well, five. Well, give me your answer. Would, <laughs> top six. There. Top six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what happens? Oh, let's give the thought of Eureka from Joe. Yes. So he says, a little dramatic and extra, but that's great for the show, and I'm excited to see what she brings on season 10. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we said. Yeah, agreed. Yep. That's what we said. All agreed. Right. Cool. This Joe, though, maybe he should come be on our podcast. Right. <laughs> All right. So hey, who's Joe. next? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Before we go on, I just noticed that Joe gave us Cynthia Lee Fontaine's afterthoughts, what he thought about her after mm-hmm. the show. So he says, ugh. Just as annoying and mediocre as she was on season eight, this season just confirmed what we believed. Yes. Again, Joe, right on point with everything after what's happening during the show, right? Well, that one, well, that one was just in front of our face. Like, we all saw it. I mean, well, a lot of people love Cynthia Lee Fontaine, especially here in Austin. She has a big fan base. Because she's from, well, she was here for a while in Austin. I'm not a big fan. And I'm in oh, Austin. Oh, no, me either. Yeah. Okay, so after. Pheromone, who goes next? No, it's after – it's Pheromone next. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think Taylor says that he loves her. No. I know. Okay. <laughs> it's like, no, bitch. He despises her. I, I wrote down her. hate, hate, hate in capital letters, all caps, exclamation points when I noted this. Yeah. How did you feel about Pheromone? Initially, I, w- I don't remember being a fan. I wasn't a fan all season long, but initially I don't remember being a fan, for sure. I didn't like her that much either. Um, even during the show, I found her very annoying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joe had – he said he – Joe's a sucker for twinks crying. You hear him say it multiple times <laughs> during the show. And so she cried a lot. Um, a he lot. also thought that she was a very attractive boy and that she was going to be top four. Right? Is that what he said? Top four? We're gonna get to it again, but yeah, during the first group, he's like, she's gonna be top four. But on one of his points, I don't think she made an attractive boy. I did not find her attractive at all, and I, maybe just because she's not my type, but or maybe I don't know. I just didn't find her attractive on the show. What about you? What were your? Did mm. you? I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think Joe or Taylor thought that that she was cute either. But other afterthoughts, Joe's afterthoughts on pheromone. He says. What you see is what you get. Beautiful in the most basic way possible. I can't see her getting any better. Oh, I totally agree. Yes. yes. Yeah, agreed. She's going to be a pretty girl that does Vegas and yeah. Yeah, I think she moved from Austin to Vegas. And I think what the tea, what the tea is in Austin is that she is banned from all the bars. She was apparently – this is hearsay, rumors, that she was a big bitch here. And so I think when she moved to Las Vegas, I think she might have learned from that. And I think Vegas fits her very well. I think she came off across very nice on the show. Just annoying, but still nice. I didn't get any kind of like bad vibe from her on that part. And I hope she does well with her career. Like, yeah. I won't go see her, but yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Next. <laughs> All right. So I think after that, we have James Mansfield. Right. Mm-hmm. And Taylor says his initial thoughts were that she was gunning for miscongeniality and that this I love because I agreed with him so much is that she looked like a high school boy doing drag for the first time mm-hmm. when she first like walked into the the show or his, his first initial thought of her. Right. And that he thinks people are going to love her. What are your thoughts? So someone I'm really close to thought the same thing about her. I didn't see it at the get go. And we saw that that fell apart very quickly. 
What is? Do you have any um, ideas what Reddit thinks about her? As I'm like, do they love her? Are they indifferent? I don't know. I don't really pay attention to he, anything surrounding her. Not on your radar. No. I think I remember that I was very frust- We were very frustrated with how she couldn't figure out what her character was on the show, mm-hmm. and I saw her on the red carpet a little bit on YouTube, and I was still annoyed by the character. But she's kind of honed that down. She's kind of been able to stay in it and not go into boy James. And that I like that she's kind of like getting better as the show's progressed, or now that she's off the show. Okay. And so, what did Joe have to say? He found her annoying. Mm-hmm. I think. That was pretty much consent. Yeah. Like a lot of people thought that. She was fine or annoying. His thoughts after though, let's see what she said. What <laughs> let's see what she's saying. What a mess. Awkward and weird, even weirder and not funny in person. I haven't met her in person, but I'm gonna take his word for it. And I I can believe it. Yeah, me you too. believe it? Yeah, same. Same. All right, so who's next? Who is next? It is Sasha. Sasha. Okay, so Taylor had the opposite effect of Alexis. So he liked Alexis at first and then didn't like her afterwards. So he didn't like Sasha, but after rewatching the clip, he really enjoyed her. And Joe was a big fan of Sasha's. And so what are your thoughts about Sasha's whenever she first, when that first picture comes into your view? I liked her immediately. I did too. I think I said that she is a, is a good contender for the crown. I think I said like she would go somewhere between six and like six or higher. Like so, she'd get like six or fifth or fourth. Sort of that's that was my thought. How have you liked her? Like her during the show as the show's progressed. How have you liked her? You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, I know, but I, these people don't know, guys. I, you don't know, right? I really, I really like her. I love her. How smart she is. I love her point of view when it comes to fashion. Yes, yes, yes. And I've seen all all of her lip sync videos on YouTube. She does Don't Cry Out Loud, and it's like a projection piece. So she has like a video, like a projector on her, and it's so amazing. If you have not seen it, go see it. Big fan. What has been your favorite moment in the season from her? From her, either Titsanaski or her, the one, he didn't like it too much, but the the, the Rainbow Runway Challenge. Uh, That. Outfit was, was a challenge. Challenge outfit was not good. All right, so that was mine. I, I agree with you how you said that you're glad that she didn't come in a literal like interpretation of the flag. Of a rainbow. Yeah. But I also thought she didn't have enough colors and it was simple. Didn't like it. My favorite moment with – and I'm surprised you didn't say it – was that – was her crawling from the stage from this last number she did. No, that's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah, girl, that was such a good one. The last, the rap. shame on you, Anthony. Shame on you. That part gave me chills. She came up from the ground. Yes. Oh my god, it was so good. All right, so top four. So I have one from Taylor and one from Joe. All right, so Taylor said that she is the intellectual queen. He enjoyed her more than he thought. That he enjoyed her more than he thought he would, and that he enjoys her clear enjoyment of art and fashion. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Yes. Let's see what Joe has said. So Joe said, she's creative and smart and great, but I feel she is the queen of the humble brag and will let you know it. Okay. Yeah. Still, he's another point for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who comes after Sasha? Did you forget? 
Mm-hmm. Shay. Shay. <laughs> Shay. All right. So Shay comes after Sasha and Taylor says that he basically thinks she's annoying and that she's the poor man's Tyra Sanchez. And girl, what? Yeah. And Joe said girl, Tyra what? is the poor man's Tyra Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> I love the repertoire. They're so funny together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Joe thought that he wasn't quite... Well, he actually wasn't quite sure of Shay, but that she knows that she was fierce and that she's going to make top three. And part of me is wondering if, if this is has anything to do with his the leaks that he's heard throughout the... I wonder if he found the leaks out and because he knows who's getting cut when or he knows certain things about the show that are going to happen before all of us know it. So I'm wondering if that top three was him knowing or him before he knew. I think – I automatically assumed she was going to be top three when I saw her. OK. I, there's a quote that I think it's Trixie Mattel talks about – speaks. Someone asked Trixie Mattel, like, who would you want to see in the in the workroom? And she mentioned Shea Coulee. And she's like, if I was on RuPaul's Drag Race, I walked into the workroom and I saw Shea Coulee, I would walk right back out. <laughs> That's what Trixie said. So, And we're, we've, we're familiar with Shea Coulee. Yeah. We've been waiting for her to be on the show. We knew she was going to bring it. Fashion-wise, we knew she was going to – Bring it, and she did. Okay, I was about to ask. So we knew you said we knew. So how throughout the season has she let you down at any oh, moments? No, no. I mean, there was that one little fumble here, or there, but that runway, the last runway, that good or that fierce. I don't know, Sharon and Raja. Like I'd put her up there with them when it comes to just killing it on the runway. Yeah, I've been waiting for her to be on the show. She said she tried out five times, and that. She finally got on for season nine, and I've been waiting for her for at least two years. Mm-hmm. And very happy with what she's produced. Um, like you said, there was a couple of things that hit and miss. She repeated a few things, like with the leotards. But amazing. And I'm super excited for this finale to see what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who is after Sasha? I think, or Shay. It is, well, did I do the final thoughts? I didn't do the final thoughts, did I? No, Shay, no. Okay, cool. Well, then we'll start with Joe. Joe says... Amazing drag queen, but lacks the charisma to be America's next drag superstar. Yep. She's, she is fierce, fabulous, and amazing, but she's cookie-cutter, fierce, fabulous, and amazing. Does that make sense? I think it's like he, fierce, fabulous, and amazing 101. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. Know I mean, I think what he said, it, it's to the T. It's, it's perfect. She lacks charisma. I think that's a key word, that she doesn't have a lot of personality throughout the season. And so that's why you can feel whenever Eureka and Valentina leave, there's that loss. You can feel it because the queens that are left don't have grand personalities. They're not super funny, you know? Mm-hmm. And so let's see what Taylor says. He says, okay, so I'm just going to read what he says. He says, if I remember if I remember right, I thought she would be a villain of the season. Now I love that we have someone who is bougie and banji and kind of supportive. She gets the I'll kill you if you tell anyone, but I have an extra censure if you need it award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does play that whole kind of what you thought Charlie would play that motherly vibe. She kind of plays that, but like secretly on the down low kind mm-hmm. of, you know? Like Bianca did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who is after Shay? Kimora Black. Kimora Black. Who I... Okay, before we get into their thoughts about it, how did you feel about Kimora Black? I was really excited. Remember, she was giving me body and face and I thought she was going to be super fucking fierce. I mean, for certain parts she was, right? I think she lacked confidence in a lot of her episodes and I did want to see one or two more episodes more than what she was given. I think, oh, so Taylor 
again, he loathed this contestant. He did not like Kimura Black whatsoever. He doesn't like the pretty ones. Is that is that the is that how it's going? Right. I don't like. Well, maybe because we mentioned it earlier that at the you, you, I think you and I talked for episode twelve. You said that the pretty ones don't tend to be that bright, mm-hmm. and I that's one of his comments for Kimura is that he said he thinks she's an idiot, <laughs> and she kind of proves that in the show. Oh, she's dumb as rocks. <laughs> <laughs> she's dumb as rocks. And I mean, I agree. I agree. And I, I like I said, an episode too short. And not that smart. And I also didn't like her when I first saw her. And it kind of stayed throughout the, throughout the season. I didn't like her that much. I was rooting for her. Yeah. For sure. But um, Joe thought that she was hot as a boy and that she was going to make top three. Any comments on the boy part? Really? Not my type. Yeah. Not my, not my, I don't like plastic surgery. If you're not covered in hair from, <laughs> I'm just from kidding. head to toe, you're not my type. I was trying to throw some shade. She said she never had work done. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> they were, and she's like, oh, wait, I think I did get something done. And you're waiting for her to say her cheeks or her butt. And what did she say? I don't remember. I got my lips done. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So the afterthoughts of Kimura from Joe were extremely disappointing. Nicer than I thought she would be, but not at the level required for the show. Mm-hmm. Definitely, she might have been a queen who, again, like they said for Aja, was on a season too early. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. All right. So after Kimura, it is Nina. Nina Bonina Brown. So your thoughts on Nina when she first walks in or when you first see her photo? Over the Meet the Queens video. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I was in love immediately with Nina. She had that weird purple look. From the Meet the Queens. Yeah, and I don't think you knew this, but that was not her original purple look. Something happened during her photo shoot that they had to go find another dress for her, and that's what they used for that photo. Well, she still looked amazing, so. I wasn't a big fan of that dress. Um, I was interested in what she was going to bring, very much like Taylor thought. Taylor thought that, well, Taylor wanted to see more of her, and he was curious. And Joe loved her personality. He, I don't think he gave too much comments about anything else other than her personality. So she does have this like instant draw, right? You're curious about what she's going to produce just based on that photo. And that's always a good thing whenever you have a promo photo, Mm -hmm. right? And so after Joe thought, very talented, but I feel we saw all that she could do and was capable of and as sympathetic as I was to her self-doubt, it was exhausting. Did I read that okay? Yes. Okay. And it was. And was so disappointing. We talk about this. The peach look was so demented and twisted and amazing. And the Gaga look with the big titties, the red McQueen look, she started so strong. I was so excited for this one. And it just it fell apart. Crumbling every yeah, so week. You know what's funny is I first mentioned that I she looked like she had this drive and that she was gonna tr- like gun she was gunning for that crown and that was what she was kind of doing in the first couple of episodes. But that's not what happened after. Like she's just had this slow decline. She's just started kind of beating herself up. Herself, Saboteur came out and she kind of just basically gave up in the show. No, Nina, I was ready for her to go before she even went, which is very sad. Like I said, because I wanted to see her go very far. But some of these queens come on the show and they are not mentally prepared for what they're about to go through. It's long hours. You're stuck in a hotel room by yourself every night. You have no contact with the outside world. 
it's easy to get stuck in your head and to go absolutely mental. And I think that's what happened to her. She went home every night and those thoughts of sabotage just kept playing in her head. And the first thing she would do, wake up in the morning, they would play in her head, get to the workroom, play in her head. You just see it just weighing her down and defeating her every challenge more and more and more. It got to the point where she thought the the queens were talking about her and turning on her. She manifested that in them because she was so exhausting. The queens started talking about her and started getting over – they were over her. She made that happen. She thought it was happening when it wasn't. But because she was so adamant about it, she started turning everyone against her. I believe most of that part, and I know I have this kind of. I still kind of think there's a little bit of conspiracy. Conspiracy. Conspiracy against Nina. Against Nina. Oh God. Yeah, you roll your eyes at me every time I say this, but and I'll bring this up again is that. So Alexis mentioned that when during during the roasting that she had had like cards and she gave them to the producers, and when it got back to her that they were all out of order, but she gave them to them in order, and so there was like some foul play going on. And that kind of cemented my thought of that maybe there is this conspiracy theory or conspiracy going against Nina. And so I kind of like fed into that storyline she was giving us. And and it's sad that she let that, be it true or not, defeat her, you know? Excuse, what is, how do you say excuses in Spanish? Excusos. Excusos. Excusas. One of those. Excusas. Excusos. I think it's excusos. Excusos. Okay. So uh, enough about Nina. I think I'm done with Nina. Yes. Oh, I, I will see her when she comes to town, though. I want to see yeah. those big titties laughing. <laughs> At least once in your life, right? Yeah. All right. So after Nina, we have Peppermint, right? So Taylor's initial thoughts of Peppermint was that, well, he wanted her to win. He thought that she was going to take the crown, right? But Joe thought that she was only going to stay on because of her storyline, which is this kind of transgender um, contestant on the show. What are your thoughts about those? I two? believe she was the first to come on the show openly transgendered. I, I believe so. All the rest of the queens that have come out before as transgender, they've done it on the show. She's coming on the show out, you know, as trans as transgendered. I was really excited for her. I there's someone that I know that that seen her perform and was very excited for her. So they got me very excited for her. As we know, she had a rocky start. At least for me, she had a very rocky start. The opposite of what happened with Nina. She kind of went uphill instead of down. And then she – these past three or four episodes, she fucking shut my ass up. She (laughs) shut my ass up real quick. And I even said now I – What's your favorite moment of Peppermint in the season? It would either – it's it's a tie between the rap that we just saw in episode 12 or the club kit look. Those are my two favorite pepper moments. Yeah, I like her roasting one and the club the, the club kid one. That one, those two are really good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed those. So the afterthought, so how, well, from Taylor is that. So I'll read it for you. He says, "I am pleasantly surprised how far she's gotten, and while I don't think she will win, I'm thrilled to see what else she would do." A little bit different from his initial thoughts. He thought that she was going to win the crown, and I'm assuming that's partly because. Her slow start in the beginning mm-hmm. and also her final look, which to me was the weakest out of the four. And episode 12. Yes. I agree. Agreed. So also from Joe, he says, competent, period, but not good enough to be a winning queen. She's fine, but she should have gone home as fourth place. Which is what we all thought was going to happen. Well, I wasn't I sure. I thought she was going to go as fourth. 
Yeah, because you weren't a big fan of Peppermint. You wanted her to leave around five or six. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So yes. what brought that thought? Well, the rap she did, episode 12, after I saw that performance and I told you how much she just like was a fucking star to me on that stage – that's what I was like. Yeah, I, I don't think RuPaul can send anyone home. Really? Well, no, I mean, like, happened. what made you think she should have gone home earlier? Well, she just wasn't bringing it. But after the sixth episode, um, that she like kind of was bringing it after the roasting, right? I wasn't a big fan of her roast outfit, so to me, that was still half-assed. And the club kid, I wasn't a big fan of the performance during that episode when she was in the Mary Mother of Gay or whatever that was called. I wasn't a big fan of her performance in that, but her club kid outfit was good. So she was always kind of half there for me. She was never all the way there. Yeah, it wasn't until the past two episodes that I'd say – and it was so fast too. It was like she went from like zero to 60 to like fucking 120 (laughs) just so fast, which is why it was so shocking to me as well. But it was very effective. It was very effective and yeah, she she deserves to be in the top four. It was fabulous. It was, right? So after Peppermint, I think it is – So next is Trinity. Yes. What are your thoughts on Trinity? For Meet the Queens, boo, bye, go home first episode. I don't like that blue fucking outfit. I don't like her the, the outfit she has when she walks into the workroom. I am not excited at all from the start of the season. Tell us how you really feel, Anthony. Mm, not excited. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. I think I thought exactly what I think Taylor thought because he says that – she, well, not quite what he thought. Um, he, but kind of what he thought later. He first thought that she was boring and that she was going to be the first to go. And I think that was a consensus for the like they both thought the same thing that she was. Uh, Joe thought she was a filler and that she was going to be the first to go. My thoughts were she's tacky as fuck. Yes. She will be maybe not first, uh, but she's going to be like at least within the th- first three episodes, she's going to be gone. Bottom three. Bottom three. Mm-hmm. She she would not be here forever. And <laughs> Boy, were we wrong. Girl, we were all wrong. I don't know if anyone saw this, if anyone predicted think, it. No, I don't think so. I don't even I don't know. So like, I'm curious to know what her like local folks thought of her, like whether she was going to go far or not. Because just based on that promo look, I was like, you – and even when she first entered – and meet like the first episode mm-hmm. i was like no you're gonna go home well her first runway too when she had that big that big anal sun on the, <laughs> on the back of her fucking uh what was it the roller coaster like graffiti boardwalk look yeah and i did like her gaga look i remember that she did the countess but that roller coaster look was awful that like what was it like a turquoise aqua green that she came in the workroom with with the body cutouts and like just no. Bye. Are there any moments that you that stood out to you that you at the end of the season will remember from Trinity? Besides those bad ones, Trinity the the acting challenge or the, the nine hundred two one ho challenge, where she played the uh, the mom, Farrah's mom, with like downing the pills and all that. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I want a ABC series also or something like mm-hmm. that, right? I that's one of my favorites as well. That's when I knew that she was a contender for the crown and I didn't quite think she could take it not until like a few episodes later. Mm-hmm. But I am very happy with what she's been doing Absolutely. and I am super excited about what's going to like for the finale for her in it. Do you think she can take it? Maybe. She's not my pick, but maybe. Agreed. I think I feel the same way. I I don't think she's going to win. Probably not. Yeah. 
I'm just going to like, if we're being 100, I don't think she's going to win. Well, we talked about it, how on this, on episode 12, out of all four girls on that stage, she, to me, had the least stage presence. Yeah. That Peppermint, Sasha, and Shay had just a little more of like that pizzazz than Trinity did for that performance. Agreed. And I think that, well, let's say what Taylor said. He said, he said, the award for most surprising. I have enjoyed watching her branch out into comedy, still a questionable taste level. And that's where I was saying I I agree with him on that part, that she still does have that questionable taste level mm-hmm. right even with that final outfit there was like a sense of raunchiness with it like it could have gone so wrong if she had styled it or got the wrong wig right it could have gone wrong easily but it didn't so maybe she's getting better with her editing you know and so for joe joe says i'm not a fan of her aesthetic but she is an amazing television personality personality mm-hmm. she brought it yep cool so who's after trinity our Latina princess. <laughs> Last but not least, my favorite queen mm-hmm. from the season. Valentina. Valentina. Yes. Did you stone those tights, mama? Look, know. how does that go? They're uh, smiling. Yeah. Your smile is so beautiful. I'm a model. I'm a, you, you look like, like Linda Evangelista. <laughs> You're a model. Oh, did you stone those tights? Oh, my God. That is, is is that iconic or infamous for that moment? I mean, it's iconic. That's just iconic. My favorite. Infamous is what happened to Valentina. Yes. Iconic is the whole Aja moment. Okay, so Taylor, in the initial thoughts for Taylor, he says that he kind of liked her, but that she was trying too hard. And I don't know about you, but for me, I personally kind of sense that as well, that she was trying too hard, kind of being very scripted, right? And initially, Joe did not like her whatsoever. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about her? I was timid. I was reserved. I was like, I, I like what she was wearing. She had that, uh, that was like a minty green with that like orangey hair. Yeah. I yeah, really yeah. liked that outfit. I liked the way she was speaking, but it came off a little pretentious to me, which is why I was reserved. I was like, she sounds a little pretentious. She's dropping all these fashion designer names and, and, but, but also I could see the telenovela influences in her and I could see, me and my mom on the couch watching novelas and, and it just <laughs> – so I was timid but fell in love immediately. By episode two, I think I was ready to get in love. OK. I do remember you saying you thought her voice was very annoying. Grating at first. It was super <laughs> grating. How did you feel once she was off the show and during the show? I mean – Did you miss the voice? Devastating. I was devastated. She did it to herself. She did it to herself. But I was devastated. Okay, let's get what they thought first and then we'll get into Valentina because I know you feel very strongly about her as well as I do. So for me, whenever Valentina came, the initial thoughts of her, as I mentioned that she looked like she was going to be a queen that was going to be underestimated, Mm -hmm. right? That she would be seem very nice and kind of naive and but secretly deep down, she was like cutthroat. And it turns out that's exactly what happened. I don't think any of these queens that were on with her were expecting Mm -hmm. the level of competition she actually gave them. Ooh, she brought it. And that's how I would want to go into competition. I wouldn't want anyone to know because when you see Shay walk into that, you know that she is going to be a strong contender. Mm -hmm. And you kind of know what to expect from her. But for Valentina to be 10 months only as a drag queen, I don't know if everyone knew who she was or what she offered, but that's a good car to have like in your deck you know that's kind of like silent killer Mm -hmm. right and so after the show joe says 
a star. I have problems with her off-camera behavior, but there is no denying she is one of the biggest stars to come from the show. Hands down, Absolutely. yes. So what happens with Valentina, and everyone knows this, is that she is not prepared or ready for the lip sync. And she goes home basically because she was not prepared, right? How did you – when this was happening for you, how did – what was going through your mind? Well, we knew it was coming. Well, there was a there was a because of Reddit and because of rumors, we had an idea it was coming. And we talked about this episode how all these things kept happening that were that the people said were going to happen. And so as they kept happening, we kept getting more and more nervous and more and more nervous and more and more nervous. Then we got to that goddamn runway which has a fucking mask on her face and she's not taking it off. And I was like, oh, she's gone. She's gone. She did it to herself. She did it to herself. And. What a moment. What a great television moment. It's, it's not, this isn't going to hurt her at all. If anything, it just made her more popular. It made her more of a star. People are more sympathetic towards her. People, it made people fall even more in love with her. It helped her rather than hurt her. I think you mentioned she was getting like 40,000. Like Reddit had said she was getting like 40,000 followers a day or something like I think that. It was like 40,000 Instagram followers. She has followers over 400,000 followers on Instagram. She is the star of the season. Is there a moment that – what's your favorite moment from Valentina on the, the show? The wedding dress. Oh, my God. When that came I out, forgot I about was that like, one. holy fuck. That, when that white wedding dress came out, oh, so good. That was the second week too, I think, wasn't it? I don't remember. It might have been the third. I, I'm not quite sure because I know she came in the mariachi, the first one, which was really yes, good. And the Gaga look too. Yeah. How did you feel about Gaga? Because I know you're a huge it fan was of good. Gaga. It wasn't, it wasn't exactly the same. But she got the spirit of it and she had the walk down really well. So I loved that. I do appreciate her runway. She always gave you a runway that was true to her character. And I really loved everything she gave us on the runway. It was so good. Minus the green jumper suit. That was not my favorite. Oh, I loved that one. The disco yeah, one. Yeah, I know the you The Diana Ross one. It was so good. What did Taylor say about Valentina? So Valentina wasn't top four. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I know. Um, maybe that he can insert <laughs> Maybe he can insert the ones that we didn't – like all the other queens into it. this if he wants because we're going to send this off to them. Hopefully he does. That way people can know what he thinks about it afterwards. But yeah, I, can we just have like a moment of our – a silence for Valentino? Valentino. All right. So I think we are finished with the show almost. I, I just remembered that we were going to – I'm going to give you the rundown of – who their tops were. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Who did they think was going to be the top? Okay. And I'm gonna, I want you to give me the, your input as well, okay? All right. So the breakdown for them is on the first quarter, Joe said that Trinity, Eureka, and Aja were going to go home. Okay. And Taylor, Taylor said Trinity, Alexis, and Eureka. Okay. Wrong. Like mm-hmm. not even close, yeah. right? Their second quarter was Valentina from Joe, James, Alexis, and Nina. Right? Okay. And Taylor said, Shay, James, Peppermint, and Nina. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That just shows how, like, a lot of these Meet the Queens videos, it's hard. You can't judge based off of these videos. No, I think I mentioned on ours that a lot of times they have their own crew that's helping them get ready for these shoots, you know? And so that's not going to be a, like, direct reflection of how they can handle the pressure or the time constraints, Mm -hmm. right? So their third quarter was... For Joe, Peppermint, Sasha, and Charlie. I'm really surprised about this Charlie one. He put her way up there, right? Well, so did I, remember? I know. I'm still surprised by it, though, you mm-hmm. know? And Taylor said, Alexis, Sasha, and Charlie. 
And when I was listening to this, I was shocked that Joe said their top three was going to be Kimura, Farah, and Shay. Like on the initial thoughts for the promo shots, Kimura and Farah were nowhere near the top for me. Me either. And those two were the same for Taylor. The only third one that Taylor got was Valentina. Which I think when the show started, all, all of us thought she was going to be top three. Mm-hmm. And we were all devastated when she left, right? Yeah. She Awful. left too soon. Like my Selena. <laughs> oh, God. God. Who were your initial top three? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think I might have said um, – I think I, I thought Peppermint was going to go very far. Shay was going to be definitely top three. And I think another one was Valentina, but I wasn't quite sure just because she did feel very scripted. I know for sure I said Shay and Charlie, I think, were the two that I mentioned. I cannot for the life of me on the third one. Okay, so I think we're done. I think we've wrapped up. We've run down the recap. Ru- yeah, <laughs> we've run down the RuPaul Drag Race recap. How did, yes. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys enjoyed it, had fun with us. I hope we weren't too boring. We were a little nervous about this. Mm-hmm. I could kind of feel your nerves a little bit. Am I wrong or am I right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you so much to Joe and Taylor for allowing yes. us this uh, opportunity to recap your episode. Mm-hmm. We love your show, and we can't wait for season 10. Um, and if you guys liked our show, this show, you guys can email us at the rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Yep. The Rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race. We have a website called www.stirronline.net, S-T-E-R, online.net. Do we have an Instagram account? We do. We do. Yes. Do you know it? It's at stir.online. Ooh, you know it. Do we have a Twitter account? Yes, it's at stir underscore online. Ooh, bitch, you can't prepare. It took me 13 damn episodes, <laughs> but I got it. You all should have seen me trying to pronounce the rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> for like six weeks. Do we have a Patreon? <sighs> we do. I, I think all you have to do. I think is. all you have to do is Type in stir online and it should pop up. Okay. Do we have anything else? Do we have a Tumblr? No. Maybe we're working on it for next season. And is there anything else you want to shout out to? I always want to shout out to Joe and Taylor. Thank you so much for letting us do this. All right. That is our episode of the rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race of the RuPaul Drag Race recap. Meet the Queens. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we now return to your regular programming. Okay, Taylor. So the episode, thank you, by the way, big thanks to Eric and Anthony of the rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race for doing that. It was so amazing. Taylor, what were your thoughts when you were listening to that? My first thought was that I thought Eric, I, th- I think it was Eric, the second person that came on, which I think yeah, was Eric, Eric. Sounded, to, sounded like Valentina to me. Sounded like Valentina as a boy. His voice was very similar. So I occasionally. Agree. Occasionally, I, I thought, oh, it feels like we have Valentina on the show. Um, fuera! I th- <laughs> fuera! But did I say that right? Fuera! I, you're asking the wrong fucking Mexican, man. <laughs> so, um, I, think that, I think that a lot of their... They seem to like us, so that was fun to listen to. As, oh, my God. As a couple Damn. of narcissists, we enjoy hearing the sound of you know people praising us and saying all sorts of things. They did get a couple of things incorrect, though. Which I oh, yeah. I, I have my own things, but what were some things that got incorrect for you? Well, okay, the one thing that I really thought was that in the beginning of the episode, they talked about that they thought it was serious that Daniel and I got in a fight. Well, in fairness, Anthony thought it was a joke. 
Okay. A- Eric was serious. Okay. And, and the answer, Daniel and I did not get in a fight. That's all we're saying. So <laughs> that's we're just leaving it at that. So, um, but but yeah. So that was the one thing that that was a, when Joe said that you know Daniel and Taylor got into a huge fight. That was that was an attempt at humor. No, a, a successful attempt if you ask me. <laughs> was there anything else they got wrong? Um, it wasn't so much that I got stuff that they got stuff wrong. It's that I misjudged uh, the assignment. I didn't understand the assignment, and I only gave my opinion on the top four queens. My final mm-hmm. thoughts on the top four queens. Um, so at some point before we finish, I would like to give my final thoughts using five words or less for each queen, for the for the other queens that I didn't I didn't get to do. Okay, we'll do that. So I just want to correct a couple of things. I don't know why these are so important to me. A, I did not think Theramone was cute as a boy. Here's the thing. I think this is where it's confused. I think on Meet the Queens, I said I'd seen, but I remember because if you if you if you go if you guys went back and listened, you know this. I said that she had a couple of pictures online that you could see online that it seemed very like posed. In fact, I think she said she was like I was like, girl, edit. Like, she could be cute, but there was too much going on. But then we saw the mess that, of her as a boy that was on... I'm going to rephrase it cause for reasons, you know. Um, but then we saw her on the... I don't know, no, I have to say it. I just didn't find her attractive as a boy when she was in the workroom. There was something weird going on with the hair. Uh, there was just a lot going on. So, no, I did not find her attractive. Um, also, Which, ironically... I, I, that's usually not my body type of stuff, but I thought she was kind of cute as a boy. Here's what's so funny is, you know, when I, did we talk about this in the show when I was doing the red carpet? Mm, I don't know. Oh, when I was interviewing her on the red carpet, I asked her a question, which I guess we had to play at some point somehow. And I was, you know, I had the microphone up to her face mm-hmm. and she grabbed my forearm while she's talking to me. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see that she grabbed my forearm with one hand and with the other hand, she was like stroking my forearm, and I was like, "Oh, bitch! <laughs> I love you. I am obsessed with you. You are." So the that's all it takes person. is the touch of a twink, and you're immediately. Yeah, yeah I'm just like I turned to stone. <laughs> well, at least Dead part of in me your does. pants. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so that was that. Also, Kamora Black. So I want to make a correction that they never talk about. Is I say Kamora Black. Latina in the no, she's so Asian. I don't know why. Yeah. Again, we were going off what we could find online, mm-hmm. but um, I said that she was Latina and she's actually Asian. Um, also, I still, you know what, I still kind of think Kamora Black is attractive uh, as a boy. Yes, there's a lot mm-hmm. of work done, but um, and also, um, Asha, I still hold, I think, is cute as a boy. There's something about Asha as a boy that I find very attractive. Um, Okay, so I think those were the big correction. Oh, no, oh, I want to make one more correction. I have never written for uh, a World of Wonder VH1 production uh, of a roast. I've never written. I've written for other roasts, but never any, I've never written anything for RuPaul's Drag Race. Let me just make that very clear. I have a, I have a theory. I'm speculating that I submitted for the roast. I, I have submitted formally to World of Wonder, well, to, to Logo. I don't even know if it was for World of Wonder. I have submitted formally to Logo, but I don't know what it was for. Does that make sense? And I wasn't yes. hired, so I don't know. That's the only thing I want to correct out there. Um, okay, so Taylor, give us your... So you gave us a top four thoughts. We heard those on the show, but what about for the other... I'll, I'll, you know, what if I say them, 
I'm yes, going to go another. I'm going to ask if you could say the names, and then I will. I will come up with five words or less. I'm going to go. I'm doing this off the cuff. I am. I am. All right, and I'm going in elimination order. Okay. Okay. And I want you to notice, Taylor. I am looking at no notes. This is how good I am. I can do the elimination order from memory. So first okay. up, James Mansfield. Tragic boy in a dress. Okay. Kamora Black. I was right. She's gross. <laughs> Charlie Hyde. A disappointment. Too many excuses. Eureka O'Hara. Looking forward to season 10. Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Never understood why she's there. Aja. New respect after the reunion. Pheromone. Filler queen. That's, uh, that's the only thing I can come up with. Filler queen. Valentina. New opinion. Uh, okay. Um, no longer a fan. Nina Bonina Brown. Get some therapy, girl. <laughs> Alexis Michelle. Excuses, 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 excuses. Well, there you go. Those are Taylor Latte Boy's final thoughts on the other queens that were not mentioned on the recap of the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show from the rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> recap. Recap. <laughs> recap. RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, should we do a recap of the recap? Is that kind okay. of what we're doing right now? All right. Well, first up, Anthony and Eric talk about... <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, so, anyway, okay, so now let's actually talk about the reunion briefly, briefly. We'll probably go more in depth. Actually, you know what's funny is, in terms of a recap, yes, there was a lot of stuff that happened in the episode. In fact, I was reading an Onion AV article about it, and they said this is the best episode of season nine, and I don't know if you agree with that or not. But what I will say, though, is it's it, I don't know if it was worthy of us revisiting because we've re, we've given all of our thoughts on these moments that they revisited. You know, there were some things that happened, and mm-hmm. um, but like, do we really need to revisit Charlie Hines and his inability to sing? Do we need, we need to revisit Alexis? Do we need to re- is there, before we get to obviously Valentina? Is there anything yeah. that you want to talk about from the reunion that isn't Valentina? I think that this was I mean people have talked about that this was the best episode of season 9. I would say that this was probably the ugliest episode of season 9. And and I think that's what people like. But but see I don't. I don't necessarily like I it, it was where one of these that hindsight it's one thing when you're in the middle of it like conflicts in the middle of it but but these contestants these girls have all had a chance for months now at this point to really kind of sit and stew and think about things and also you know read what people are saying online and 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 you know gauge the reactions of of viewers and that kind of stuff so it felt more um what's the word i'm looking for it felt like they had more knowledge behind them as far as what they were saying versus in the moment where it's just pure emotion. But just a lot of the stuff just was just, I love Shay. And I mean, Babalu was sitting next to me and he was doing that. Oh my God, she is like going out for blood on everybody. And there's part of me that I get, I get it to a degree, but it seemed so unlike her from the, from the Shay that we saw all season where she was, she was definitely going more on the attack versus like you know when Nina did the thing of where you know I know you're saying shit about me and Shay was like I'm not saying anything about you. Where it wasn't so much on the defense as much as the offense that it kind of turned me off a little bit to Shay. Mm-hmm. 
you know that 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 I th- I think that you situations like the Charlie situation where he did have like seven excuses in two minutes as to why he just stood there. It it's I I don't know I I, I just I just wasn't necessarily a big a big fan of the episode. Well, here's what's funny is you just triggered something when I was I something I thought about last night but I hadn't I you just triggered it is. I kind of want to save, even though this is, you know, my attendance at the finale colors my opinion of the reunion. Because okay. there are things that I know that happen at the finale that I feel affect the reunion. Which, I think I want to revisit this reunion in depth when we do the finale. Which might make sense because there's not really much to talk about on the finales anyway. You and I, when we've done this show, have struggled with the finales because there, for the most part, there's not much that goes on, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of what to talk about. It's like, okay, well, you know, that was cool, you know, and, and then it's like the show's done in 10 minutes. So I kind of right. want to save the majority of our thoughts for the reunion. Maybe we'll do a full reunion breakdown when we do the finale. We'll do them together. Okay. Because... And the reason I want to do that as well is there are things that I know that f- affect my opinion. Do, did they film the reunion after the finale? They were filmed the reunion the day after. So they filmed it a week ago on today, actually. So they filmed it. On the, so they filmed the reunion on a Friday, and they filmed. I'm sorry, they filmed the finale on a Friday, and they filmed the reunion on Saturday. That's that's stupid. Why would they do that? Uh well it, I mean no. the chances of somebody slipping and saying something that happened at the finale I would think would be what but they have they girl they edited that reunion down oh no so. I, I know they edited but st- I I don't know I I just would think that you'd and you'd want everybody to be kind of excited about the you know maybe in the future they would do that but again remember I, I mean I don't I don't know what their logic was but uh, I think that just the way the schedule worked out with. The theater and the way I, I think that the way, the schedule this wasn't the most ideal schedule for doing things for this season. That's my okay. theory. Um, but I wonder if they would do the reunion first or second. I don't know. But because there's so because you have to think of something going to the grand finale. There is a lot of work on RuPaul's part, on the Queen's part, and getting ready and blah 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 blah. Where the reunion now? Okay, it's done. Let's just sit down. It's a much less produced show. Does that make sense? They don't necessarily have the time to stop. Okay, let's stop all the pre-production for the finale and do a reunion. Yeah, I guess that, you know? that makes sense from a pre-production standpoint. So anyway, going back to what I was saying is I feel the Aja moment felt very produced. And I don't mean that it was fake. But I felt a producer told Aja, look... If this happened, I don't know if the, when Aja said something in her reaction, it seemed fake. Now, let me tell you something to go back to what we were saying. If, if you know, evidence that this is produced is when at the end, RuPaul says, and for the first time in the show's history, you know, there's going to be a, a battle, you know, a lip sync for the crown, right? And yeah. the, the four queens are like, what? 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 Looking around, and you're like, bitch, A, the queen, I don't know for how long the queens knew, the queens knew well in advance of the finale that yeah. what the songs were and, and that this was happening, one. And two, bitch, you already know who the top two are. <clears throat> you know, like, everyone there knows who even who the top two queens are. So, I don't know why they're doing this, like, what? like looking around, it's a whole thing, it was so bad, right? 
And as I talked about in the gold bar last night, you could even see it. I'm not. I went into a long description about how the actual lip syncs were filmed, without mm-hmm. spoilers, by the way. But I'll say this. I'll make a short version, which is. After the lip sync is over, RuPaul leaves the stage and everywhere for five, maybe five minutes or so to consult with the producers. And so the queens are just standing there for about five minutes, just standing there. Everyone's just sitting, waiting. And then RuPaul comes back. She takes her position. And then the queens walk back to the side of the stage. And when they say five, four, three, two, and then they go five, four, three, two. And then the queens, like, start panting, going like, (sighs) <sighs> and they go back to their stuff, oh, like as if they just finished the lip sync. Okay, you know. So when you cut, it, there's been when the lip sync finished to when they walk to their spots to for to find out the the judgment. There's been like over five minutes or more between that, and so these girls know the producers say do this, and they just do it like little mm-hmm. dolls. And I kind of felt Aja felt very produced. That they were like, okay, now we're gonna want you to just freak out because Valentina won Miss Congeniality. What? No, what? I'm, I'm what? yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> like looking around. Like, by the way, bitch, everyone knew that Valentina was gonna win Miss Congeniality. Okay, right. and I do think they were right to rename it their fan favorite. Yeah. Well, yes, I would definitely agree with that. Um, given give, given the, some of the reactions and some of the statements that were, and I do think that a lot of the, you know, I think Aja, I, I think they just used Aja as the catalyst to let this emotion out of the bag. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel that, that was real, but I feel the moment itself was very produced, and mm-hmm. um, and so I have thoughts on that that would be colored, and so I want to cover it really at the finale. But let's talk about Valentina really quickly. Okay, so what were your thoughts? I don't like her anymore. I, there, there's something about her that I, you know, you. I remember you talking in the beginning and Meet the Queens, if I remember correctly, about feeling like, because I liked Valentina and you didn't during mm-hmm. the Meet the Queens thing. I do remember mm-hmm. that. And you saying that there was something fake about her or there was something too, a little too polished about her. And I think that in a situation like this where at, at no point has everybody really come for her. Other than the Valentina, you know, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, you look like Linda Evangelista. But this seemed like you saw kind of the real Valentina in this. And, I mean, the best example of that is with the whole exchange between her and Farah, Where mm-hmm. Farah's trying to have a conversation with her and she's not even looking at her. She's just looking forward with her statue. And she's, you know, where Farah's like, you know, I tried to reach out to you as a friend. And she's like, you know... You you didn't respond to any text or anything until I said, "Are you okay?" And you just wrote yes. To which she's like, "You know, well, I responded. You know, okay. So that that's a passive aggressive." And then she's talking about how her mother taught her to be congenial, and then two minutes later, she's going, "Shut up, Farah. <laughs> that's not somebody with congeniality. That's not something that somebody like that does." I, I I just was just completely turned off by her. Turned off by her answers. I thought at w- the one point, you know, where she said, "You know, well, I just I I don't." I don't know. I could go on and on about it, but I, I just I was I lost a lot of respect for Valentina. I'm really torn, believe it or not. And it's 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 something I actually think I might want to explore in writing in an essay. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to say about this. I do think that 
I do think what Valentina represents is very important, and I think she's aware of that, in that um, the Mexican-American aesthetic is, believe it or not, rarely seen, and especially in that format, in popular culture. So that when Mexican-Americans are displayed in popular culture, or represented in popular culture, I should say, is they're usually cholos or maids or cooks uh, or criminals or gangsters. You know, there's some sort of negative portrayal. Uh So to have someone who goes out and whether it's – let's just pretend like – I'll even buy into – and I do agree with you that her persona is fabricated. Okay, the, and we're talking about the persona that we saw, not the real Valentina, right. but the persona we saw, not James, but Valentina. Okay, the persona she created of Valentina does say to anyone who's not Mexican American, like, look, Mexican Americans can be fucking fierce and beautiful and smart and funny and fucking bring it and they can be a star. I mean, there's a lot that she represents to who to a lot of people, a lot of young Mexican Americans who feel like their voice isn't heard is um, it's it's something that I can't describe in words even though I'm I'm not one of those young Mexican Americans and I don't relate I'm not, I that's not necessarily the culture I come from, but it's one that I appreciate is often ignored. And so I can see how that's important, right? Mm-hmm. But, and, and I've documented some of this on this show, I have seen things personally from Valentina and her people that I thought was kind of gross. Uh, we've all read stories on Reddit of some sort of gross Valentina behavior off screen. And then we saw some of it on the show. And I would say that if I were her manager... I would have a very long and serious talk with her because either you, you, because here's the deal is Valentina, the character and even James, if you will, they are trading on a currency of youth and beauty. And both you and I know, and the world knows those are ephemeral qualities at best. Yeah. You know? So it's like, bitch, how long are you going to rest on that? On your fame and your beauty? Because it's not going to last forever. So you need to build a good rapport because when that's gone, it's gone. Right? And also, it, she's riding my high right now because we're in season nine. But bitch, once those season 10 queens come down, come out, you're, not that she will not be famous, but your quote goes down, you know, it, it, it drops tremendously. At that point, the desperation to be on All Stars 3 starts to kick in. Well, she's going to be on. Well, All Star Three is filming this summer, supposedly, and she'll probably be on. Because look at the drama that happened when she was on. You know, she's fantastic. Mean, look, Valentina's going to be a star, but I would say you're not. But here's the problem. This is a, a much bigger conversation that we'll have to get. We'll have to get into this in the reunion. I mean, I'm not on the finale episode. Okay. Well, can can I make can I make a response really quick to yeah? Go ahead. What you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you know you're talking about that she and she even talked about this that her fan base is kind of that fringe element that doesn't necessarily feel heard, that feels ostracized, even within the community, within the LGBT community or, or whatever. But, you know, this is this is a story that we heard before with Sharon Needles. This is a story that we heard with Jinx Monsoon, as far as, like, the nerdy kids or the goth kids or the Hot Topic set, like, that kind of stuff. And I don't feel like they... I feel like their responses, probably more so Sharon than Jinx, 
felt more genuine and felt more compassionate than Valentina's was last night. Well, because, look, I, I think there might be a mistaken impression. We don't have the, all the time in the world to explore this. That I have a positive view of Valentina. I have a very negative view of Valentina. Um, but it's one of these things where I under... It's almost a disappointment because I know what she represents. And... And what that's a good that's a good word disappointment. Just the, it was very watching her last night was very disappointing. Well, because what you said, I, I can tell you the difference right now is that with Sharon and with Jinx, more so with Sharon than with Jinx, but there was a sense that they really cared about their fans as a community. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like, yes, I represent these people. Whereas it felt with Valentina. She cares about her fans in so much as they get her more Instagram likes and what it does for her. What okay. Everyone's feeding into her ego, but she doesn't really care about her fans because, honestly, and this leads to another bigger discussion, if she cared about her fans or if she cared about any of that, she would have come out earlier and communicated with them to please you know, leave – Nina alone, or leave the other queens alone. Which, by the way, that brings up a whole other topic that I have to talk about. We don't have the time. I have to write. I'm gonna yeah. have to write. Maybe spend my day writing about the essay, writing, working on this essay, because while the ideas are fresh in my head, because it's one of these things where there is so much to tackle with Valentina. But here's the problem. That's what makes her a star. But if I were to, if I were again going back to the what I was saying before, if I were Valentina's manager, I wouldn't hold her up to. I wouldn't say, "Look, you could be Meryl Streep." I would say I would hold up Faye Dunaway, which Faye Dunaway is an incredible actress, and she was in some of the biggest movies in the seventies. But she was a fucking nightmare and pain in the ass to work with. And look where she is now. Yeah, she killed her own career. And I think Valentina can do the same thing. Um, no matter how, I mean, if you're a pain in the ass to work with, at a certain point, people just don't give a shit. Yeah. You know? But, there's again, the flip side of that is, it doesn't seem like she really has an interest, and she said this publicly, in winning over American audiences, and she could go to Latin America and just leave and be huge. Where they don't well, care. So, I don't know, it's a bigger thing. Um... Okay, so Taylor, any uh, final thoughts on uh, the rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race, of the recap, of the reunion we just saw, anything we didn't get in for right now? Well, we're looking forward to our guest co-host next week, Valentina. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, James Leva from the podcast (laughs) I Am Valentina. Hello, it's me, Valentina. Um, So, okay, so there's that. Um, All right, well... Uh, that concludes another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Uh, be sure to join us. Oh, oh no, what an announcement. Live show. The live show, Sunday, Jan- uh, June 25th on Pride48.com at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Join me and Taylor for a very, very, very special live episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap live on Pride48.com. Remember, I want to break the fucking stream. I want to break the chat room. Even if you don't want to listen, can you please just log on to the chat room and then just go do something else go to the mall or something i don't care i just want you know what i want to be like valentina i just want those followers and those numbers and i will read people to filth okay um i don't know what that means but um so sunday june 25th 
pride48.com, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. That's the next time you're going to hear our voices. And then after that, you'll get an episode talking about the re- the finale and more in-depth about the reunion. So, for Tana the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away. Until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Help the show out. Leave us a review on iTunes. It really works. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at dragracerecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMC Taylor and on Twitter at PIMC Taylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at cupodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at JoeBatance or on Twitter at JoeBatance. If, for some reason, you would like to know what I'm eating, you can also follow my food Instagram at HungryChola. Fifi, I tried to hug you, though. You know what? It's always okay to make mistakes and just know that you can always grow from them. It's never the end. You can always start over. Love y'all. Fifi O'Hara. Jump in a car. <laughs> <laughs>